Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 31 of PD Sports Podcast. Another big week in sport. I am joined with or by Damien. What's happening, mate? How are you, Paulie? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How about yourself, bud? How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Another week come and gone and another big round of Premier League action, which has been quite nice to, to get back to. Oh, it's definitely contributed to my sleep deprivation that I have at the minute, man. It's been a great. Yeah. You, you, everybody knows by now that Damien's like English illiterate, right? But um, yeah, man, I like... It has been a very good week. Lots of goals, some big, you know, some big moments, big a couple moments, of comebacks. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a week that's kind of had it all, isn't it? It's a lot had, of talking points. Oh yeah, plenty, plenty. We're just gonna hit them all out, short, sharp, and shiny in today's stream, in today's stream, yeah, in today's go. pod. There we are. Right into Liverpool, Watford. What a game! Oh um, yeah, pure domination, wasn't it? Just absolutely dominated from start to finish. Never looked like losing. Quality performance, start to finish. Didn't look shaky I- at all. I honestly thought that was the best performance we've had all year, and that is arguably up there with one of the best performances we've had under Klopp. It was just so yeah, dominant. It was just complete. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was also Watford being really poor first game under Ranieri. Obviously, we know Ranieri is going to sit up in that really deep system and look to hit you know teams on the counter, a la Leicester. But yeah. um, I think it was more Liverpool were really good than Watford being poor. Did you think Watford were poor on the night? On the, well, on the day no, there, on the night for us. I just think the difference is just massive between where we are and where they are. And they just, you saw straight away, they started very negative with that three at the back. And you looked at it, you're like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, um, it was perfect. It was perfect for it, us. It's not like I felt Keller had to do a whole lot in goal. And you, we didn't miss Fabinho or Allison. put it that way. It was a good matchup for them to be not playing in. Yeah, it was. It was a great matchup for them not to, you know, not to have. I wasn't overly worried, even though we have history against Watford. Back to Keller. Um, he didn't have much to do, but a hallmark of a good goalkeeper. He pulls off a fantastic save to his right. Yeah. Um, at four nil, I reckon, like eighty sixth minute, roughly. Uh, he puts it onto the yeah, post. Onto the post. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that's a hallmark of a good keeper and a good young keeper, at least. Anyway. Um, yeah, at least the, when the game is dead and buried, he's still he's mentally still, still, in it. When yeah, he's done exactly. When, it, when the best goalkeepers will usually play for teams that have not much to do and then have to bail them out when they have to do something. I immediately yeah. think of, in a Liverpool sense, Alisson Napoli, nothing really to do. Napoli need a goal, ninety fourth minute. What a save! Next minute, Liverpool win the Champions League. Like, yeah. it's a, it's not the similar Moments. thing in terms of. Uh, in terms of the moment and how important the save is. But as a goalkeeper and as a goalkeeper coach, that's the thing we look for uh, is a keeper that is mentally switched on and will do the business no matter if it's 5-0, 90th minute or, you know, Alisson one will need to make the save from inside the point-blank range to send you through the group. Um, But, yeah, and, like, you know, I just feel like if we miss Alisson and Adrian used to play for us, you'd get really nervy. And yeah. Keller plays for us, you just feel a little bit more at ease. Yeah, I'm a lot more confident when he's kicking around the squad than, than Adrian. So it's I nice honestly to know thought, that we've got a good number two keeper sitting oh yeah, there waiting. I do too, and I honestly thought because it was Watford, we were going to get Adrian, and I thought that would make it nervy. But yeah, no, I think Keller has really established himself now as the two. Um, he's he's definitely good. opportunities. He's played Champions League as well, so there's no, there shouldn't be any question on who's the. And I think Adrian's happy to be number two. three anyway. Yeah, I'd assume so as well. Um, yeah, he's not. He probably knows his role is more of a mentory role. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, more uh, than happy for that. 
was I'm a bit more nervy. I was a bit nervy when I saw no Jota. Not nervy. I was thought, no, Diogo didn't do much wrong to get dropped, but Bobby pretty quickly Vindicated found a way himself. to get on the score sheet, which is good for Bobby. And he was scoring goals that were, um, you know, not dead rubber goals too. I mean, he scored two, second and third goals. So yeah, at uh, least he's got that up his sleeve. Oh, uh, well, I thought it was just a classical Bobby performance back from like a few years yeah. ago when he was at it, when he was really pumping them in. Um, you know, always in the right, right spot, spot, right time. Yeah, yeah, and that's Bobby's game. Uh, we know he's not the classical number nine. Uh, he's he's more of what he does without the ball. Space he gets into. I don't know how many times it was countless that he would drop in from off the two centre backs in between the lines, and he'll pick the ball up, and next minute you just he'll feed Suller or Mane, yeah. or he bounce back into the middle of the park, and it was that ball that was just killing Watford all day. Centre backs didn't know whether to jump out, didn't know whether to sit. It, it was like, yeah, it was really, really, really good from Bobby. Like, obviously, man, the match performance um, because of the goals, but the movement was excellent, and he won a few balls back in the middle of the park. And, you know, a lot of people that probably, A, either don't coach, B, just look at the strikers in terms of just goal return, which I understand because that's what they're there to do at the end of the day. Um, Bobby is just world class in terms of what he does without the ball. He, he, yeah, he's, but it's just got to suit your system. So and he's super perfect. Plays, so yeah, it suits no, so no perfect. Issue. I have no yeah. issue with that either. And Yotz is actually a really good backup to have because he's very similar. Yeah, and that's why you could see the scouting. Like, there's not just buying for the sake of buying. Like, when no. we're linked with Timo Werner. Yeah, cool. He was banging goals in in Germany, but he's not the. He's more the Mane replacement. Than yeah, I think a, he would have played out wide off the left for us, and that would have exactly. been better than what Chelsea did with him in that first season. That's why I think he's gonna be better off this year with Lukaku there. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I I rate our scouting. I rate what we've done. Um, I love Bobby. I feel like we're better when Bobby starts. Um, and like speaking about starting and the team, like the midfield three looked incredible as well, and that was with Milner and Henderson there, and that's yeah, and Milner like, looks fantastic. Yeah, it's it, Milner. I still reckon at his age, when he's on, is in our best midfield three, and that's scary. Yeah, he he was he was actually brilliant in the game. Like if you haven't watched it, you would not have thought he was not part of your first choice setup. He was that good. He was. Just, Everywhere he looked vintage, like twenty eighteen style. James Milner, it was ridiculous, everywhere. and like oh, he covers so many kilometers in a game at his age, he could really play for another few years. And I just, I just wonder if we get a big game this season, like a big game on the line in the Champions League, where it's tight, tense, you know, quarterfinal, semi-final tie, or you know, big game in the league like City away at the Etihad or whatever. Klopp may look to go back to that midfield three. I feel like Fabinho would probably get in it, um, but. You know, I would expect that almost to be Henderson, Milner, and Fabinho, and I feel like Klopp can trust them. And just you know what you're going to get from Milner, you know what you're going to get from Henderson, um, and it was really, 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 really good to watch. It was super duper quality, and like well, everyone played well. I thought so. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you can't comment on the game and not talk about the impact that Mo had again. He's <laughs> brilliant. The assist is fantastic. Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about the assist first because yeah. if we start talking about the goal, forget the assist and like, that's world class in itself. So yeah. I was watching it with um, Sam and Jaden who are a couple of mates, shout out to them that listen to the pod. Um, and they were jaw dropping about how good Sulla was because Sam's a diehard Man United supporter, doesn't really watch foot- football too much. Jaden has an understanding 
and they were like, oh, wow, we didn't realise it was this good. And yeah. the movement, the outside of the boot ball first time, I will, do, I will say Sadio's Mane's finish there was probably a little bit mishit, but it's gone in. No, don't care. The ball was bobbling, though. It's not easy. Oh, look, he put it bottom bins. I don't care how he hits him. Yeah, the ball was bouncing. That's a real tough strike first oh, time, yeah. bobbling 100%. ball. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know that's not as good as the ball, but no. you know, the movements there and the finish. Oh, it was great! It's perfect. Corner. It's this vintage Liverpool, just putting it into the space, letting the guy run into it, and off we go. Yeah. Um, and then the goal was just like, huh. like literally, what, what, what even happened? The best part about the yeah. goal is the fact he stops the ball, and he stops yeah. himself, and everyone just freezes, and he goes, okay, this way now. And it's just like, oh, and then he sends yeah. um, what's his name into the stands when he goes to fake shot. I can't remember the defender's name. Probably because he plays for Watford, but there we are. And then Ben Foster, by the way, I thought, and even though I'm a cycling GK fan, I thought he was outstanding, to be fair. Or else without him, it would have been seven or eight. Uh, but um, yeah, and Foster's then just rooted. I, I, I could not believe what I saw. After what I saw against City, I was like, that won't be topped. The question yeah. is, which goal is better? I'm probably going to argue that the goal itself against Watford is better because I think it's a lot harder to do. But the city goal means more. Yeah, but it's it's one of those ones where um, oh, you got to factor in the moment of the game too. For me, like the city one on his weak foot going away from goal, putting it side netting. I know he hasn't beaten Pass as many Edison. players, but yeah, yeah, I, I still value that more than I do scoring too. the fourth against the deflated I, I, Watford side that you know you were throwing legs at him and he. <laughs> You know, yeah. the, the quality wasn't as good. Your mate needed him. a yellow car, just needed to just lay one. Yeah, I know. It would have been ideal. Well, like he was grabbed him by the bloody Danny head. Danny Rose, Danny Rose. Grabbed him, yeah. I was about to say, he grabbed him around his neck in one of the highlights and just like nothing. <laughs> I'm like, lines to get your flag up. I was um, screaming. <laughs> I could imagine, man. Um, I could imagine. I would have been screaming too. But uh, I feel like the goal itself, it's harder to score the Watford one. But the yeah. goal that matters more and the one that I think is best is the City one for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And Liverpool need to work out a deal for him. It's as simple as that. He's only got three years left in his deal. His agent has been not he stalling, but he, I think his agent's holding out for a bit more, which I think is quite smart considering how well he's playing. But I don't see a well when Sullivan turns around and goes, nah, I don't want to stay here. Nah, we need to just tie it down. Whatever he wants. Yeah, he's got enough. That's been our whole window. It's just been tying down a lot of these players for long-term contracts, and he's the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah, exactly. So pay him what he wants. Go against, yeah. go against the pay structure for one. You know what I mean? Like it's he's worth it. You know what you're getting. It's not whatever. If it if it blows up in our face, whatever. Like I don't think it will. No, nah, like can. He, he can. You can justify. You can justify him getting three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. No reason why he doesn't deserve that kind of money. So if if Aubameyang's on, what's he, 250, I think. You know, I think Aubameyang, uh, Salah deserves 350. Yeah, That's yeah. I, was I, getting 10 I, years yeah. ago. I do too. And um, Liverpool have the money, and I feel like Liverpool will definitely, definitely spend it as well. On yeah. to the next game, Paulie. Yeah, this one's funny for me. I love this one. Yeah, are we going United-Leicester? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is good. This is this Man United is just... are absolute shambles. Oh, I love it. It's great because we we even build them up because I actually thought a few weeks ago they were scaring me. Um, yeah, I'm not no. riding. I'm not going to write them off completely because I do have Ronaldo and I still think Ronaldo ha- will have moments of brilliance this season. But uh, 
all that hype that he's come in, scored a couple goals, and he go United, and the defence looks sorted. Here you go. You knew this was going to happen. If Oli at the wheel, this was going to happen. For me, it's going to be interesting to see how, where does Oli stand? Do the club start looking? Which I feel like would be very harsh at the minute, because there's still a long way to go, right? But how does he fix it? And I have an idea of how he fixes it. But let's talk about the game first before I go into how I think Oli fixes what's going wrong here at the minute. Crazy game of football, by the way. Just end-to-end, absolutely nutters. And I feel like for Rodgers, he needed a game like that. Just to, just to settle some stuff out at Leicester. He just needed an end-to-end, free-flowing, attacking, let yeah. the boys try and score as many goals as possible game. And yeah. he, he lined up 4-4-2. He didn't show what a player. Um, I do not understand how he does not start for them more. I understand yeah, the sign. He Dakar. changes the system a lot. That's why, yeah. too. And Dakar that's, scored that's un- as well in the game. It, that's the yeah. thing. I just... He had that unreal year last year, didn't he? He and Nacho. And this year, every time he's come on the part, he's looked good. He had a stretch I, I just last feel, year where he I, looked unplayable. I just feel like a guy like that should be getting in. And I will say, if Vardy wasn't there, he does get in, right? Because Jamie Vardy's yeah. Jamie Vardy. But I honestly look at those two and I just go, they work off each other so well. You know, Ian Nacho's got that moment of brilliance, that yard of speed, and, you know, he, he just, he, he's just powerful. He's a lethal finisher. He's, he's like, he's like an, for me, he's like Antonio. He's very like to like, you know. Just if you give him the the moment, he will probably score, and he will create the moment. Where Vardy's just your traditional dogged, hard working. I'm gonna yeah, press the living day. Yeah, yeah, just really press the daylights out of you, hunt down everything. And then the best part about it is that he's got probably one of the sweetest right foots in the prem, right? Yeah. So and then he's got Ian Nacho who can work off him as well. Yeah, and, and I just feel like he's left. And I feel like Rogers probably had to see that. And knew this was the game that he could see it in because United are going to give him moments. And, yeah. uh, well, there you are. I feel, I feel like Rodgers from minute one set up that we're going to try and just outscore you today. We don't care about 1-0, 60% possession. It's If you score two, we're going to score three. And in the end, they scored four. Um, and, yeah. yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, the game had the some moment, real goals. The moment for me um, that showed that this team's nowhere near ready is the, um, the what's it called, the equaliser. I think no, sorry. The goal that made it three-two Leicester, where United have just equalised, mm-hmm. and then thirty seconds. Oh, down the other game. end. Yeah, but it's defending like they so just they, switched off. Like a Wambasaka just goes flying in, doesn't take the ball, and then McTominay's just standing off. Like it's they got to a point, and then I mean, the, the, I don't know how I feel about the the Vardy goal anyway. Whether it's a slice, whether it's a miss hit, it's a good who finish, knows? Whatever but, it is. Whatever it is, it's sliced into the side netting. Yeah, it's a great finish. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It's Jamie Vardy. Yeah. So, you know, end of the day, though, a team like Man United shouldn't be doing that. And it, for me, it all comes from from Pogba not playing on the wing. Like, you, you put Pogba as a CDM and he's just going to leave whoever he's with exposed. It's not, it's not going to matter who he's playing next to because he's not... I agree. You know, he's just not going to help. I agree wholeheartedly. And especially how he started on the left at the first round this season. I don't understand yeah, why he was dominated. Moved. I don't understand why he was moved. I understand that gives you the selection problem of Rashford, Sancho, Greenwood. But uh, if Pogba's going to turn that out for you, then you know he's ahead of the rest. knows how to rotate his squad then and tell him we've got four quality guys for two spots. Figure it out. Yeah, I, I mean, know. You're not all going to play every game. That's part and parcel of it. it that is true. It, like... Well, Riyad Mahrez doesn't start every game for Man City. And he's so, unreal. So. Exactly. So you it's, walk into this what's United the problem? Side. 
Yeah, I, on the right. Oh, I reckon so he would on the right as well. And say that Mason Greenwood, I thought was outstanding there on the right. I think if Ollie's smart, he should actually shift it to a four-three-three and let Pogba play on the left of a three. No, I do with too. With McTominay holding with Fred, if you if yeah, you're in a perfect, and literally three. was the way that I said how he fix it, he got to go more defensive because we said he would go four-two-four sort of way and just go ballistic, but yeah. he had to start Fred McTominay in the middle two, and that was going to create a selection problem. He hasn't done yeah. that, right? He hasn't done that, and he's been no. found out. Look at Everton. Look at the Everton goal on the break. Now, I will say Fred probably should battle him out because Fred should foul him on halfway, and I do get this from a corner. But Everton had moments before then. It wasn't like United just dominated and was one chance. Um, yeah. Look at the Leicester game. You know, it's without, the, it's without the two boys there, if they go direct through the guts, you know, it's all over. I, I feel like 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1 with Fred and McTomery, McTomery sitting, right, is the way it will be. And then you got a selection. What do you do with Bruno? What do you do with Pogba? What do you do well, with Bruno's, Sancho? Bruno's a lock. Yeah. Because whenever Pogba's played in the front four, that's yep. the best way to put it, he's always played on the left. And the way they use Luke Shaw, Pogba allows Luke Shaw to have the space that he wants to drive into. So 100%. It actually makes more sense. It's then... Yeah, it's you're then picking Greenwood or Rashford. It's Rashford or Pogba. It's almost... It's hard. It's really hard. It gets hard. hard. Because they're very different players too. So you might start picking them based on your opponent. If if you need to be more direct and it's a bigger game, you're probably picking Rashford. Yeah, I am too. Because you don't need Pogba's creativity as much. But a game, you know, like this... Uh, this weekend against Leicester where it's a bit more you know free flowing the chances are going to be there maybe you'd rather have a Pogba from the start 100% and be able to unlock it so to be able to utilise those options that that's what he should be doing he doesn't I just don't know think he will. I don't think he doesn't will. know yeah, I don't think he clearly so either. doesn't and know he... what team is his best team and if he keeps going down this route he's going to wind up in a very tricky spot because there's a, even a lot of room far. They're going to be too far back, and then like the, we'll probably face the sack. And like, I don't want that to happen to Ollie because this is great to watch. But uh, Zidane <laughs> is sniffing. Zidane is sniffing. I feel. Um, yeah, any United. just any manager because they're like Conte. We're talking about him to Newcastle. Conte to Man United. I could see that because for, for all the shit that the Man United board get, they spend money. Like, yeah, and Conte will be happy with that. Yeah, so look, I feel don't like be just, yeah. surprised. Don't I wouldn't be surprised, surprised if either. we see a big, a big managerial signing that would again that operate similar to Tottenham, yep. where the the signing would be done before oh, yeah. the sacking practically. So. Yeah, I reckon so too. Uh, I reckon so too. Um, just last little point, Vardy for fantasy Premier League. If there's a way you get him in, yeah, it's just too much money. I was got, I got yeah, that question. He's, a in, few he's times. in that. I mean, I'm tempted to bring Lukaku down to him. Nah, don't do it just yet. Norwich this week. I haven't done it yet because I know what Chelsea's fixtures are. But yeah, same here. He's I my made captain the stupid week, mistake so of uh, not changing my captain last week, and oh I had God. to wear Antonio, so I got two points instead of Salah. Who got? Yep. Yeah, twenty six is captain. That saved me. This big, week. big mistake. And you I was that though, Paul. You beat me in fantasy head to head draft this week. Did I? Oh, my draft you're team's top. done all right. And you're you're no top. You did your top. Now I'm top. I was second going into this week. I've lost three games on the bounce. Oh my god, he yeah. is capitulation station for Damo and his oh, draft yeah. team. Oh yeah, I couldn't believe it. I lost by four points. I was like, no! Why yeah, my draft team's been doing alright, to be honest. Yeah, it's gone. Um, all right. I had well, Zaha this week too. Yeah, I saw. I know, I was confident. So speaking about Zaha, this is the game I really wanted to talk about today. The Arsenal Palace game? 
Yeah, I was watching yeah. this. I watched it from from literally. I literally turned it I on put, this morning when I woke up. Same here. And I just missed the highlight for Odson Edwards' goal. So it was two one from when I turned it on. Yep. And I never thought Arsenal were going to get anything out of this game. I thought that would be a bit lucky. They, they looked dreadful. Like I've only seen fifteen minutes. I haven't had a chance to watch the rest of it. I've seen the Bamian goal. Everyone's talking about it. I don't rate it that highly. Um, nah, it's just it's it's. it's I don't mean to be box. mean. It's just a tapping at the back post, like whatever. Yeah, he's got um, a score. But uh, it's just one of those ones where uh, what's it called? Um, Gaeta probably needs to do better. Um, not just Gaeta, but the whole defense need to do better the, at, all that- at dealing with that situation. I'm going to bail the keeper out here. So, like, they're that deep. By the time he sees it, it's on him. Yeah. So, for him to make the save is good. He, he, he probably would like it to go in a better spot, but I don't think he really had a choice. I think it was like, shit, that's the ball. That was a got through, yeah. shit. You know, yeah. and, and like, especially 95th minute. So, I bail the keeper out a little bit there. And I will give uh, credit where credit's due. The finishes are all right. And, like, under the pressure, under I, the I, pressure could, yeah. I can see it going over the bar a million times there. But, you know... Arsenal maybe yeah, deserve a little bit of Uncontested, uncontested yeah. shot, but I don't know. Arsenal like, probably deserve a little Pepe bit of was, I thought Pepe was dreadful. Um, every time he got near the ball, didn't look great. His delivery for the first, uh, for the first, uh, for the corner, sorry, was shocking. His second delivery there was better. Yeah. Um, but the one moment that stands out in my mind is the ball gets switched out to him on the right wing. Yep. Takes a trampoline touch. And then tries to claim that he's been clipped going down for a penalty. And that just... Oh, this, that's... Know, um, oh, my. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know how he didn't get booked for that. I just thought that's Simulation. Oh, yeah. Simulation is, you know, big as anything. But anyway, that's sort of how I felt about it all. Um, I, I, I did too. I was like, wow, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, but look, think, it was a weird game, that one. I feel like first half Arsenal were better. But uh, definitely second half Palace, I thought, deserved all three points. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's Vieira just not panicked, but sort of shut up shop. Um, and Which I can understand. I didn't think they needed to. I, don't I think didn't. Think, to. I didn't think they needed to either. But I understand why he's done it. For Palace, yeah. getting three points at the Emirates is huge. I understand the theory behind why he's tried to shut up shop, and he open handedly probably look at it and go, "I was thirty seconds away from probably getting getting the result too." So, yeah, but Arsenal but barely had a chance, and then the I, last I just, five minutes they just, just invited all the pressure, and they just. And yeah. that's probably where the that? project needs to come into it for me, because what he's building there, I feel like Vieira's done fantastic at Palace, by the way. If that's the project you're building, you're probably just saying staying up in the prem, a point might be good here anyway. Just keep playing yeah. football, and that will probably translate in the result anyway. It's always better to say it in hindsight. I get that, yeah. but I feel like if they just play their football, considering how much they're dominating, then yeah, for me. When I shut up shop, is I only shut up shop when I know I'm under pressure. And then I'm like, right, I'm already copping pressure. Now we're just going to shut up shop and just bear with it, right. batter down the hatch. And just, just, you know, we get one on the break, so be it, right? Especially when you're like a goal up. But when you're on top of a team, you don't want to just give them a way back in. Because when you shut up shop, you're just saying, here you go, we're going to stop playing now, come. Yeah. And like for a team that you're dominating, you don't want to give them that. You just you just I, tell I, I your boys to just keep playing. And what you do is you then slow it down a little bit in between stoppages and you waste your time that way. Or, you know, And that's how you probably see a game out. And I feel like a team that's a bit more experienced at that, like a City or a Liverpool or whatever, and have that touch more quality than Palace, probably would do that. I feel like Vieira's kind of gone, we're Palace, so we can, you know, we kind of need to. And this is the Emirates. 
But I really feel like Vieira should have seen that game in like we're dominating. Just keep playing. I hope the same he just way. learns from it. That's I the hope main so thing. too. And, I, and he's going to because you can already see what's going on there at Palace. You can see his thinking, his ideology. Um, you can see his philosophy. You can see the way that he's trying to get them to play, and I love yeah, I it. And I feel like all these little learning experiences like that one there is just going to help him grow as a manager, grow Palace the football club. And I'm telling you, they're going to probably stay up. I hope they don't go on a streak where they lose a lot of games like 1-0, 2-1, right, and play well. And if they stay up, watch out. Because I really feel yeah. like if he gets the right players in there, that could take off at Palace. That's the key. He needs the, the right players. And, you know, Odson Edwards looking like, you know, a really great... Great shout at the yeah. moment um, for them. So, who knows? Realistically, I think they're, they're in a really good spot. And I'd rather be on the Palace side of things than the Arsenal side at the moment because it's looking better. I would too. And I, I don't mean to take digs at you know the guys that go for Arsenal that listen to the podcast, but I see an identity. And I do too. I think they're you know obviously they're starting from a bit further back, but. You know, I just think they're in a better spot. They look more promising. They look more dangerous. I mean, Arsenal's got more quality currently, but... Yeah, I, I do too. And I feel like the the uh, project at Palace is definitely, definitely there. Where, and Arsenal's still looking at it and still trying to figure out, is this the way Arteta's going to go sort of thing? And like I've always been saying, the ex- goal expectancy against the Arsenal's always been super-duper high. And even though Palace are having a great number of shots that maybe that other teams have in the past against Arsenal, the goals went in today. That's going to happen when you're having a high expectancy of goals against you. There's going to be a day where they just fly in. I'm not saying that yeah. Palace didn't, you know, Palace had two shots, two on target, two goals, because I think Rams made like four four saves according to the fantasy. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, it's a weird thing for Arsenal. I would say they're tracking a bit better than what we thought they were going to be, they were doing at the minute, but... Mm. Yeah, they're not dreadful it, 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 relegation form, but... It's, yeah... I did Still feel like... Uh, yeah. I don't think it's great. Like, it's just... I don't think so either. Not for a couple of Arsenal. Limping over the line against sides at the moment. They're not, they're not convincing. No, not the at all. Not at all. Um, there is one moment in this game that we have to talk about. I don't know if you saw it, considering if you only watched the second half. Yeah, it's half a red or... card. Yeah, okay, good. I was going to say, I do not know how Vardas not get that. Kick the shit out of his bloody calf. <laughs> He's like... probably going to miss next week too. Right. <laughs> I know. And, he, and the thing with MacArthur, like... You can plead ignorance to it, like I was winding up for a shot, yada yada yada. But Saka's come in front of you. If you can't, if you don't have the peripheral vision to see that someone stepped in front of you, you might. There's no reaction to go. Oh crap! There's someone here. Like it's one motion. Like he's just he swings harder. He once he realised Saka's in front of him, he swings harder. And I'm like far out. And it wasn't like the ball was low. Saka put his boot up and won it high. Yeah. The ball's not even near the vicinity. I'm just like, oh. yeah, it's so dangerous. That's a leg breaker. Like, well, that's a definition of a leg breaker. Well, I don't understand. Varsha just look at it and go, look where the ball is, look where his foot is. And then they go, yeah, all right, bang. I understand what he's trying to say. Oh, I was trying to hit a shot. Mate, you know as a footballer what is going on and you know when to pull out. It's not like there was a motion where he tried to pull out and he's just clipped him or whatever. He full on gave him one. Oh, yeah. silly. Just so silly. But, uh, not what you want to see. No, it's not. And that could have changed the whole game for Arsenal. We could be speaking about this game a bit differently, but it is what it is. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Which one do you want to go to next, Paulie? Uh, I mean, the next two for me don't really have heaps to talk about. Um, Harry Kane, nice goal. Jojo Shelby, Muppet. 
Yep, uh, <laughs> I, f- I feel for John Jones because I love I love the guy, but yeah, bit of a muppet, eh? Yeah, uh, uh, I, I just there wasn't anything there. Like three two, it's you know, probably flattered paper, Newcastle a little bit. Three two on paper normally gives you something to talk about, but it's just meh. this game had nothing apart from obviously the obvious things that happened in the crowd and like obviously massive massive props to Regulon and Dyer um, for what they did on the day, and it's good to see when moments like that in football have a good outcome um, yeah. as well. But um, in terms of the game, I was like. This is the boring, most boring free two we're gonna have, and like the Newcastle's second goal came super duper late. <laughs> yeah, so, so it wasn't like it was, yeah, and I mean it was promising. They went one new up early. They must have been bouncing off the crowd, or you know, just new really owners in the ground, and yeah, just, and then bang, and then just fizzled out. Yeah, and Spurs I think that's, just like better. They thought, oh shit, we better get going now. It's human so, song, as human sonner. Oh, he's so good. Oh man, he he could be at any club in the world right now. He is the he is unreal. He is yeah. unbelievable. How long does Bruce have? Does he last this week, Paul? Yes or no? As, uh, probably yes, but until they can sign someone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think within the next couple of weeks, we'll have a new manager at Newcastle, and it's probably needed, or else they're going to go down, and that's not what the owners want, that's for sure. Yeah, 100% I agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Brentford-Chelsea. game. Yeah, I thought so too, and if it wasn't for Mendy, we'd be talking about a few goals in this game, and it'd be all for Brentford, I feel. I feel like... This was this was a game that Chelsea could have gone out and said, we've been in a little bit of poor form, let's go out, put in a positive performance, you know, get balls into Lukaku quickly, you know, play the way they were playing the first, like, six or seven weeks. No. Yeah. They literally no. got a goal and just sat there and Brentford battered him. It just, that's yeah. what it felt like. And the fact Mendy gets men in the match... And they're meant to be the Maybe side that everyone has. Saves as well. Yeah, huge saves. It wasn't like these, you know, whatever. It was a couple of big... How he comes out in a one-on-one is so good. Like, he's so quick. And he's on yeah. top of you so quickly. He, he's unreal. He spreads himself real. You know, you know, he spreads himself really big. And, uh, you know, it, it, he's fearless. And that's a goalkeeper you need to be. You need to... You need to look, the saying is... It just shows he's confident. That's yeah. the main thing. The saying is, as goalkeepers, you've got to put your head where the boots are flying, right? And it's kind of just saying that you've got to be willing to cop one to pull off a save sometimes. And he copped a couple, I felt like, in the head, coming out on one-on-ones, balls hitting him in the face. That's what, how it goes. Like At the end of the day, I'm telling you right now, if Mendy had to go at someone's feet and know he's going to get kicked in the head afterwards, he's going to make the save still because he's, he's quality, and I think most keepers would. But um, I just I feel like without him, if that was if that was uh, Kepper in goals... Brentford win this game of football. Yeah. I, I see that. And I feel like... confidence in your keeper and it's massive. Yeah. I feel like if we talk about Brentford for a second, if they play like that every game for the rest of the season, which is obviously going to be hard because you're newly promoted side, you're not going to get that performance every week. But if they do that majority of the time, they stay up easy this season because I thought they were incredibly good. Um, yeah, they, they, they're a good footballing side. They are. The and I like, like that they, I like that they stick with it. Yeah, and they don't change. They don't. They don't play a different style based on who they play. They just go. No, this, this is us, go. and this is us, and that's it. The only time they changed looked noticeably was Arsenal, and I really think that was just because it was Arsenal. Because they know uh, they knew that they knew how to beat Arsenal on the day. I mean, they still played this. The they same still played. Shape. Yeah, but uh, I don't think the style was as Brentford as it would be. That could yeah, also be because well, they, it's the they, first they, day they, of the they season. Know when they, yeah, but they know yeah. when they can go for it too. That's the thing. 
I love that. I love. I love that they went for it after Chelsea because they weren't in the best of form. I am going to end it on one note for Chelsea though. Good sides, champions, championship winning sides win when they play poor, and they found a way yeah. to. Yeah. And like yeah. as much when as everyone they, else is getting three points, they, yeah, they, they did too. Yeah, and like as much as they were everyone's favourite at the start of the season, that's might be Wayne, and it looks like City's everyone's favourite now, and then Liverpool go do what they do, and everyone goes, oh, but Liverpool could do it too. I still look at Chelsea and go, mate, they got result. And they've got the squad, yeah. and if it just and it's not like they're playing it overly poor, but when it clicks, they're going to do it. They're, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll be there and thereabouts. And I'm hoping personally because I've got Lukaku as captain this week. I'm still keeping my fantasy. Um, hopefully against Norris, I score like seven, and Lukaku scores seven. It would be great. But yeah, yeah, it'd be nice too. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, last game and that I want to speak about is the Wolves Villa game. Big was, game. This was fantastic. This was this could be up there with game of the year with the City Liverpool game. This is a three two that's got talking points. This this was <laughs> yeah. This is a proper three two two nil most yeah. dangerous scoreline in football. Eh, Paul? Yeah. It's like so, someone like oh, back in the days of David Wining on FIFA. It's like two nil. They scored one. They pressed pause. Ah, the momentum. Um, yeah, no. This is what it feels like. Someone just flicked the switch. The goals were interesting in this game, and that's you know crazy. You know, the, I kind of felt for Villa, like, yeah, the McGinn goal's a bit lucky as well, but... Neves' goal is extremely lucky. I didn't I love think any of the Wolves' goals were, like, Fantastic. amazing. Like, they I feel like the first scrappy. one's good. First one's good because Ruben Neves' ball is unreal. The points. Yeah. Um, and I give him that, but the other couple were scrappy. Second and, like, and third was scrappy, how, and the third how, one summed the game up. How lucky are, are they for their second one? Because Connor Cody puts it in. And I can't remember who's trying to tap it in, but if he makes contact before that ball's crossed the line, he's offside. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's disallowed. It's 2-1. You know, the Neves goal probably doesn't happen. And then, look, I feel I feel for Aston Villa because that's no... that You would have rather Ruben Neves a stand up from that pop at top, put in, it top and you, in. Yeah, and yeah. you live with it, right? The fact that it's a deflection means Martin has set up his wall really well. Maybe someone's moved or whatever. It's, yeah, ah. but he, he wasn't even in the wall. Like, it was... He was... Yeah, it was Off weird. to the side. It was, it was weird, weird positioning. Like, the free kick was never going in. That was going mm. so wide. It could almost be an own goal. Yeah, it could, could almost be an own goal. and going the other way. Oh, 100% it could be an own goal. But yeah. <laughs> It's not going to be. Oh. They won't give it. Give that an own goal, but yeah, like mm, yeah, it's I one of those games. Villa, I feel for Villa a little bit, but uh, credit Wolves. They kept coming and coming and coming, and you know, two years yeah. most dangerous scoreline. The the fans were fantastic in that game. They were going bonkers. I oh, love that. That's a that's a true derby. There, that is that is derby. that is going to be up there for game of the season. Yeah, I can see that being in contention. Yep, I reckon that's going to be there in contention. Um, other results of the City beat Burnley but probably not by as much as everyone was expecting um, and what yeah. else happened here Leeds had no uh, Rafinha um, for obvious reasons as well that showed. <laughs> it, it, it showed it showed and Seattle had win 1-0 good on me for having Livermento come off my bench because I had Rafinha on Same. the uh, starting so that was great yeah. so and I had, there. Um, I had him and someone else come off because I had no bloody Rudiger which was nice oh yeah Rudiger got injured late and I put training and I was so happy I did that um, and then West Ham beat Everton 1-0 in a game that was like, eh. Um, I, was I was expecting goals in that game. I was too. Trying for goals. I've got a lot of West Ham and Everton players in fit by fantasy. And it didn't happen. I watched no. about half an hour and I was like, no, nah, this no, isn't happening. No, this is not happening. And then Norwich and Brighton played out the most boring 0-0 draw, I feel. Yeah, I was looking forward to Brighton. I thought that was a game where they I thought they were going to come out and just play yeah. as well. And they didn't really. They, like, they kept the ball really well, but I didn't feel like they really penetrated. 
Yeah, they never threatened massively, nah. did they? No, nah, they didn't. And then um, any other game that we missed? I don't think we did. Yeah. Everton, West Ham. Apparently there was a talking point about Rondon should have got a red card. The fact that I haven't seen it, JS, it's one I of the questions. The yeah. fact that I haven't seen it and I see everything, right, I'm going to just side straight away and say no. <laughs> Without having to go and try and find it quickly on the pod, because it's yeah, one the of the fact questions. That it hasn't popped up on the fact there's not Facebook. even a yellow card of any or any sort to him anyway. Uh, it, it's not a game I watched, um, but all those moments come up. They talk about it. I have up the sport on every morning. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree, and I, I, I didn't even know that there was an issue from the game. Like no. at all. No, no, nor did I. So, nor did I. Anyway, so let's mm. move on. We've got a couple questions here. Um, We've talked about a couple of them already anyway, so like Rods McArthur oh, well, got like, Yeah, Rods McArthur have gotten sent off. You know, yes, yes we, we've agreed with that and we think VAR should do a lot better. Um, the one thing I will say I'd love to hear from referees about decisions they make, but that's never gonna happen. Yeah, well they need protection. They, they, need they, protection. Never, they never get they never get asked when they make the right decision. You know no, I mean? exactly. Like, they will they'll never say, Oh talk me through the reason why you gave this penalty today and it's like, well, yeah. you know, they never wanna ask they don't want to ask them when it's wrong yeah. or when it's controversial, so yeah. of course they're not going to want to speak nah, about then, it. Then that's, why, that's why they can't. Um, and then obviously the Rondon incident was the other question from JS. For me, it's, yeah, I haven't seen it, but the fact there's not even a mention of a card and hasn't shown up anywhere, there you are. You watch now, I'll be on my phone later tonight and it'll come up from up the sport, should this have been a red? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the incident. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, question from Dim Pauly. Read it out. Give us it. Is Sadio Mane one of the best left wingers of all time after scoring 100 league goals with no set piece involvement? So he deserves to be up there, but I don't think he is the best. My point was so I I was watching the game with a few with a few mates as well. We were sort of doing a bit of a watch along privately. Yeah, and the the thing that stands out to me the most is Salah's spent five years less in the Premier League. And he got to 100 goals four or five games before Mane. Yeah. And that I, shows the levels of Salah. You know yeah, what I mean? that's, like, why I still, that's why I will always say Salah's the best Premier League player of all time. Yeah, so Mane is good. I think there's better, though. Yeah, yeah. and I will say Salah's on the right, Mane's on the left. If I'm looking on the left, um, I feel like... When, I feel like if we go in like ways you think about it I feel like Hazard when he was at Chelsea in his devastating yeah. best was probably better than Mane um, yeah, I say I that agree. when Mane is on he's probably better than what Hazard was but you know I feel like they're very neck and neck and if that's, Mane, where, if that's what we're saying the neck and neck is at that level though yeah. Mane really only had not last year the title winning year yeah, yeah. Mane was, um, Mane was uh, consistent uh, unbelievably. that was the only year I felt he was consistent and, and so I do Mane I do too um, and but, then I had um and then I was going to say, then you work your way up from that. So if that's the level that we're going at already, then he's not the best Prem left wing of all time. And then Paul has no. mentioned Henri. I look at that. And then you've got to mention all the others that have played out there on the left that have probably played for Arsenal as well. Right? So what? Uh, Pires used to play out there a little bit. Freddie Lundberg used yeah. to be able to come off of the left. And you're like going, yeah. yeah, these guys are quality that were part of an invincible side. It, then probably, what, Giggs played off the left for United. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going Ronaldo before he left the Prem, played off the left for United. Yeah. Um, and then you're probably thinking, let's go all the way back to like... Couple, yeah, you're probably going to like a few of them. And then you're going to Canio played off the left, didn't he? For um, West Ham? In the early 2000s? Yeah, maybe through the middle, maybe at that point. But, yeah. Um, 
But, you know, yeah, you, all others. of a sudden, you start speaking about these sort of guys that have really, really, really big Premier League careers, and you're like, Mane is great, don't get me wrong, he's elite, but there's guys that are a step above elite, and especially like Thierry Henry, who I think would be the best left winger of all time in the Prem. Yeah, that's um, Then he's not there yet. I don't say he can't get there, because to be fair, if he keeps doing what he does, and he does it for longevity, and I'm saying that he stays at Liverpool next, what, how old is he now? Next six years? Oh, he'd be late 20s. Yeah, if he stays there for the next six years till he's like 35 and does it again and again and again and again, where he's just constantly consistent, and then I'll put him up there. 18, 20 I, goals. Yeah, and then I would say, you know what? Yeah, he's probably the best, right? Where with Sulla, the comparison being the best of all time, look at what he's done in a short space of time and all the records he's broken. Yeah. And like, every goal scoring record in the Prem now belongs to Mohamed Sulla. So. Hard to yeah. be great when you got someone on the other side that's just doing unearthly type things. And, and I think that's, that's the thing as well. Mane, you know, he loses points there because his teammate is just doing unreal. so much. He's unreal. Yeah. He is unreal. All right, Paulie. That was good. Alrighty. That was cool. Short, sharp, shiny, guys. Nothing so wrong with you that. Enjoyed, enjoyed that episode. Um, let us know how we're traveling. Um, yeah. We're doing pretty well I'd like to think so. I think so too 31 episodes I've had a blast filming them all um, and yeah, look, exactly I feel like this is my favourite part of the week and I have a really busy week this week and I said no nah, the podcast being done tonight and, yeah we just uh, got the jamming in at some point so oh yeah we're, you know you're going to get two in a row pretty well um, yeah. because we've both been flooded out these last sort of fortnight so yeah we're able to able sit down and get, a, get them churned out for you so if you like the back to back episodes as well let me know um might be something to think Maybe about in the future. Look into. Yeah. yeah, if things start to break, we might start try if we've got time uh, to turn out one more during a week. But we'll see what we can do. 100%. Damien, thank you for your company once again. Any time, mate. Thank you, everybody. Big, big, big shout out to obviously Paul's YouTube channel, my Twitch channel, and lastly, obviously back to Paul's YouTube Twitch channel. FM twenty two beta looks like it's dropping next week. So by yeah, the time the podcast comes out, episode thirty two comes out. Be around it, especially if you want to see what actually could happen at Newcastle if they had a competent manager, because that's where I will be. There we go, and I'm keeping mine a secret. I haven't done my uh, reveal yet, and I'm not going to, so you're going to have to wait for the beta to drop for me to announce my FM22 save. So plenty to look forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to it now too. Now I've figured out my... Uh, beta? My little issues with FM. So nice. More than happy. So from both of us from episode 30. One, that is a wrap. We will catch you next week for episode 32. And make sure you're jumping in all the platforms to stay in touch and get your questions in for next week. Catch you later. Bye.